your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Monday, August 16th, 2021. Your boy Q here, coming off the first actual football game taking place inside Allegiant Stadium with fans over the weekend. The Raiders come away with a 20-7 victory over the Seattle Seahawks, but the, the win doesn't matter. Wins, loss don't matter in the preseason, but just the fact that the Raiders are coming off of a weekend where there was an actual game and fans were able to enjoy it. It's just an awesome feeling, and we're going to talk all about it coming up on today's show. Before we get into it, though, I do want you to know that today's show is being brought to you by Locked On Fantasy Live. If you got any fantasy football questions that you need to answer before your draft no worries locked on fantasy live has a show wednesday august 18th at 9 p.m eastern it'll be streaming on the locked on nfl youtube page all you gotta do is subscribe right now so you make sure you don't miss it all the fantasy experts will answer your questions live or you can submit them ahead of time to at locked on network on twitter and you'll get those questions answered so a really good show for all the fantasy football folks out there i'm not that guy but if you are it is all good make sure you tune in august 18th 9 p.m eastern time now coming up on today's show segment number three your calls and texts straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 of course got a ton of feedback coming off the weekend coming off the raiders victory over seattle coming off all the events that took place over the weekend at the stadium including the ribbon cutting it was really awesome uh, but a lot of good feedback so we'll get all that coming up in segment number three segment number two going to talk about some players that stood out to me uh, I had a question asked to me by the locked on uh, podcast network on Friday about three players that to look to look forward to three players to look out for during the game and so I put out three players that I was looking forward to Alex Leatherwood Andre James and then I kind of cheated and said Trayvon Merrick and Jonathan Abram uh, kind of as a combo deal so those are the three I was looking forward to in that game those are the three that I was really focusing on on the game now there was three players, or actually there's four players that stood out to me in a major way in uh, in the game on Saturday. So I'll talk about that coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I want to give you the news and the notes of the day. And really, I'm just going to kind of give you a recap of how the game shook out by way of the numbers. The numbers don't always tell the whole story, but they do tell a lot of the story. So I'll go ahead and break that down. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Off top, the Raiders pick up the 20-7 victory over the Seahawks at Allegiant Stadium Saturday night. That was the very first preseason game for the Raiders in 2021. Uh, it was a crowded place. That's right. There's a lot of folks that were anticipating 65,000, which is capacity. It wasn't quite that, but 50,101 fans uh, packed Allegiant Stadium for the very first preseason game. And of course, they had the ribbon cutting ceremony before the game uh, that I was in attendance of. And if you follow me on Twitter at your boy Q254, or if you follow Raider Nation Radio 920 at RNR 920 AM on Twitter, uh, you'll see a lot of pictures and videos of the ribbon cutting ceremony. Mark Davis. Mark's mom, Carol Davis, everyone was in attendance, man. It was really a star-studded affair. Carlos Santana was there. I mean, there was just so many folks that were there to cut the ribbon. I thought that was a, an awesome event. So hopefully you were able to check it out. If you weren't there in person, you saw it uh, by way of video on some kind of stream. Uh, it was something that you really wanted to check out. It was a heck of an event. But getting back to the game, man, just getting down to some of the numbers, Heck of a game for the Raiders. And again, don't want to get over over the top about it because it was just the first preseason game. And we all know that that's very vanilla. We know that there's not a lot of the starters are playing. I mean, mostly it's almost all backups. I mean, hell, Nathan Peterman played the whole game for the Raiders outside of one snap. He played the whole game, but one snap. But with that being said, the Raiders had the ball for 40 minutes and 37 seconds. 
26 total first downs. You want to talk about ball control. That is absolute ball control. The Seahawks had the ball for about 19 and some change. 19 minutes and some change. That's all they had the ball for. Uh, the Raiders were on the field. Their uh, offense was on the field most of the night, which is going to make the defense that much better, right? If the defense ain't on the field, then they can't give up anything. So uh, on Saturday night, it was made sure that the Raiders' offense was on the field for a very long time. Multiple drives of 14-plus plays. I mean, that is impressive in itself. The Raiders had 385 total yards on the night. The Seahawks, 194 total yards. Red zone efficiency, something we've been talking about quite a bit. The Raiders were only two for four on the night. There was a couple times that they got down there and I thought, well, they need to get a little bit, you know, more aggressive, get a little bit more creative down here. And that's that's been something that's been talked about quite a bit. Uh, after the game, John Gruden was asked about red zone efficiency and going two for four. And he was a little irritated by it. Here it is. Here's check out John Gruden talking about the red zone efficiency on the night. You know, we had some, some pretty good numbers last year. And we'd make one of these articles, you know, we, we, we did score points and move the ball. And uh, we're going to be better in the red zone, but two out of four, you know, we want to be four for four. We'll hopefully get better and better as the season goes on. It's kind of a sore subject, really. It's kind of like uh, getting old to me. We know we got to get better and until we do, we're going to keep hearing about it. So there was a somewhat irritated John Gruden when it came to answering the red zone question. Uh, you know, something that he says is a sore subject, been hearing about it a lot. But he also acknowledged that, hey, until they do something about it and they correct it and get it better than it is right now, then, you know, they're going to continue to be asked questions about it. And so, I mean, it's a valid question until it, it, it's corrected or until there's, you know, some kind of, okay, you see the direction that they're going. So uh, he, he doesn't want to hear about it right now. But, of course, it's going to be something until it, it gets better than it was even in 2020. Uh, so that was on the, the red zone right there. Uh, I mentioned the Seahawks and how much time of possession they had to the ball on Saturday. Only 19 minutes and 23 seconds. That's like nothing. One number that stood out to me for the Raiders in a major way that I thought was very impressive. Four. The number four. The Raiders had four penalties for only 37 yards. And one was a BS call. Total BS call on Carl Nassib. 15-yarder roughing the passer. It was ridiculous. And, you know, he, he put the hit on the quarterback, but it wasn't even a, a bad one. I only think the quarterback hit the ground. Uh, and then when he got called for the penalty, he, you know, kind of put his head down like he was a little discouraged. And the one thing I saw that I thought and I could appreciate, Keyshawn Nixon went over to him and just hit him in the head and hit him in the helmet. It was like, hey, man, don't put your head down. Put your head up. That, that was you're fine. You're good. And, uh, yeah, I, I was encouraged to see that kind of leadership right there from Keyshawn Nixon, who is not necessarily a leader on the team, but just kind of saw that his teammate needed a little encouragement and went over and, and did that for him. So only four penalties on the night, only 37 yards. Raider Nation, you take that every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. No doubt about that. So my final little nugget for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes collected over the weekend, and in particular collected on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium, is actually an interview I did at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, there was a lot of fans that were hanging out in front of the stadium well before the ribbon-cutting ceremony. So as myself and Little Q were walking around the stadium, I said, you know what, let me go ahead and talk to uh, some bunches of fans here. So uh, we grabbed a couple ladies that were just got off of uh, uh, like a shuttle-type thing as they were riding up to the, to the stadium and uh, also talked to Raider Javi. Uh, and his family that was really cool uh, but here's a here's an interview I did with a couple young ladies that just got off the off the shuttle as they prepared for the for the ribbon cutting ceremony and talking about what the Raiders meant to them so uh, here's that conversation here we are, Raider Nation Radio 920, your boy Q outside of Allegiant Stadium. And I uh, got a couple fans, been talking to a bunch of fans so far. I got a couple of young Woo! ladies that just came in. What's your name? Marlene. Marlene, where are you from? Wilmington, California. Wilmington in the house. And what's your name? Raina. Raina, where are you at? 
Wilmington. Well, Wilmington representing Hi. both times. All right, here we go. And we're kind of on camera and on the radio yeah, at the same are. damn time, That's like right. future. That's how we get down. <laughs> now, you're here very, very early. They're about to have the ribbon cutting ceremony. Uh, how pumped up and excited are you just to get this, get into this stadium? Do you see these? Look at if the, if the camera is showing, you can see the hair standing up. This I am so excited. I've been to Oakland. I've seen the game there at the Black Hole. So this is going to be exciting. Like, this is history in the making. So I'm super excited. She has goosebumps right now on her <laughs> arms. And it's hot outside. So yeah. they have goosebumps in the heat is something special so what does it mean to you you mentioned you being in oakland mentioned being here in vegas what does it mean to you to be a raider fan oh my god we were born into the family i mean her dad is the biggest raider fan he's the one who started us all off my uncle ray shout out so, what up uncle ray that's right so yeah we were born into it raiders till we die win or lose we're never gonna go there you go there you go and there's a 17 game season this time and yeah. i told you i wasn't gonna put you to the test i'm not Nah, see, now we're cussing on the radio. Oh, bleep that out, bleep that out, put that. Damon, take care of that, homeboy. Take care of that for me. It's all good. So, 17-game season. The Raiders went 8-8 eight and eight in a 16-game season last year. They got to get to the playoffs this year. What What is your expectations for the record? Oh, shit. I always expect the best from my boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> we're winners to the end no matter how we play. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to do the best we can. I definitely think it's going to be a better season. We got some great players out yeah, there. Yeah. So, it's going to be bomb with the Las Vegas. I can feel it. They're closer to home, so the energy's there. There you go. And I will say this. As a guy who's been out at training camp, I'm covering practice. I've been there, done that. I feel like there's a different buzz around this team, a, f- a different energy this year. Maybe it's just because it's new, it's fresh, whatever. But it just feels like something about this team, it, they have a chance to be special. You know what? It is. I feel like all of us, you know, we've rooted them for so long. I feel like the fresh new start for them, this is exactly what we need. I mean, we're die-loyal fans, as you know. We have people that have been fans from day one. So this is just an exciting year. Again, like I said, there's a lot of momentum out there. There's a lot of great guys. So we're ready to see them. There it is. There it is. Well, this has been fun. I definitely appreciate your guys' time. Before I let you go, I need you guys to give a shout-out to whoever you want to shout-out real quick. Oh, man. My mom, my son, Jacob, my sister, my nieces, the family, Wilmington. Oh, my business, Shop Ludic. Check us out. We're in Wilmington. Wait, hold on. You hey, got all Pedro. Wait, hold on. You got all this family, and it's only you two here. What's that happening oh, to the rest of the family? You know why? Um, we snuck away. This is mom's yeah. mom's weekend away. Yeah. Yeah. This is the BFS. We are cousins. We are sisters. Like, we were born in the room together from seven mothers. But, yeah, she's my sister, so we had to come out here and represent. All right, and hanging out in oh. Vegas. Go ahead. Shout out to Frank, because that's who we got our season tickets from. So, shout out to Frank for passing those off to us. What's up, Frank? Hope you're doing well. All right, go ahead. You got to give the shout out. Now, she did really well, and you got, you got a lot to back up there. <laughs> My babies, Sunny, Xavier, Kayla, Broxton. Mommy loves you. And Mommy's hanging out, having a good time at the Raider game. Sorry that y'all back in Wilmington, but Mama's having a good time. Let's go Raiders! There it was right there. Just a little bit of the uh, excitement and the energy that was going on in front of the stadium before the ribbon-cutting ceremony. It's very early. I mean, we got out there probably about 1, 1 1.15. Ribbon-cutting ceremony didn't start till 3. Game didn't kick off till 6. I mean, it was a long day at Allegiant Stadium, uh, but there was a ton of energy uh, built around there. And Raider Nation is definitely fired up about their new home in Las Vegas. And it's going to be a lot of fun throughout the course of the year just covering the team and seeing how the fan base pours into that stadium and embraces that stadium because there was a a lot to like from Saturday. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up to segment number two, uh, a couple of players that stood out to me. I went into the game thinking about certain players, and then I came out of the game talking about other players. So that's all going to come up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. 
baseball season. Of course, that's going on in a major way. College football, NFL, that's right around the corner. NBA, well, Summer League's going on right now in Vegas. And so, uh, you know, that means NBA will be here sooner rather than later. So before the next pitch, the next home run, the next uh, interception or touchdown pass, head on over to uh, betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines and get into the game. Head on over to the website on your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. How do you do that? You got to use the promo code locked on. That's betonline.ag, promo code locked on to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about players that stood out to me in Saturday's game. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I don't want to say that these guys are all of a sudden going to go all pro. I'm not saying that they're future Hall of Famers. I'm not saying that they're even future leaders of the team. I'm just saying that after one game, some guys that stood out to me. Matter of fact, there's guys in here that might not even make the team. And there's a good chance that they won't. But again, just coming off of what I saw on Saturday, some dudes that really stood out to me in a major way. Now, I went into the game on Saturday, and I was talking about Alex Leatherwood. I was talking about Andre James, and I was talking about Trayvon Merrick and Jonathan Abram, kind of a split between Merrick and Abram. Just wanted to see that the uh, free safety and strong safety, how they looked. Now, Jonathan Abram only played, I believe, one series, where Trayvon Merrick played multiple series. So when you look at the safety position, there wasn't a whole lot of action. I will say from the very uh, little that I saw of Abram out there, he looked very comfortable. He looked a lot more comfortable going out there and uh, playing and dropping down into the the box and, uh, you know, just a couple of the rotations I saw him him do and saw him make he looked a lot more comfortable but there wasn't a whole lot of action as far as Trayvon Merrick and Jonathan Abram goes so uh, Leatherwood James Merrick and Abram were the ones I went into the game talking about when I came out of the game I was talking about Leatherwood I was talking about Trey uh, Regis the running back running back BJ Emmons and then I was talking about cornerback Nate Hobbs those are the ones that I was talking about now Alex Leatherwood I've got to pay attention to him that's a guy that I'm going to always focus in on uh, just to see how he kind of acclimates to that right tackle position and uh, you know he had some moments that were good he had some moments that were bad I think that he would give his his overall performance basically probably like a C you know where there was things he did good but then there were some other areas where you know okay he needs some improvement matter of fact this is what Alex Leatherwood had to say about his first taste of NFL action following the game on Saturday night I feel good and I feel okay with my performance I feel like uh, the whole objective of today was to just like you said, just get some experience, you know what I mean, playing in a live action NFL game. And uh, I feel like I got some valuable playing time, you know what I mean? Uh, I wasn't perfect, so I got a lot of reps to learn from. But um, most importantly, I had fun. So. So there's Alex Leatherwood, and I do apologize for the sound quality right there. I don't know what's going on with the Raiders' sound, but uh, I was told by multiple people that you couldn't even hear the press conferences following the game, and you see how the sound bi- sounds sound. They don't sound great. So I got a couple more sound bites to play, but uh, that's all. I'm not really going to play too many of them because they don't sound that great. But Alex Leatherwood talking about he's got plenty of snaps to learn from. He played about a quarter of the game which is fine. Uh, And again, like he said, I had some ups and I had some downs and he'll continue to grow on that. Uh, He said the objective of the game was to, you know, to get better to go out there and, and learn and go out there and work. And, and that's what he did. And, you know, he takes that very serious approach each and every day. So I'm okay with that. Uh, so Alex Leatherwood for the night, I mean, he was okay. He wasn't bad. You know, it wasn't anything like you got to hit the panic button or anything. But 
he, he's got areas to grow in. I think he realizes that. So uh, that was from Alex Leatherwood. That was one guy I was paying attention to. Uh, another guy that caught my attention, actually two more guys that caught my attention, had nothing to do with my expectations. I didn't go in there looking at these guys, but, boy, I left the game talking about these guys. Uh, Trey Regis, uh, the running back, the undrafted free agent running back uh, out of Louisiana, the Raging Cajun. Uh, he was uh, a guy that, that put it all out there, 13 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown, three catches, and 20 more yards. Uh, he had a heck of a game. He ran hard. He ran downhill. He was fun to watch. And then B.J. Emmons, nine carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, those two guys right there, two running backs that you don't expect to get any kind of burn, they were out there doing that. And the thing about it, and you'll hear the question that I posed to John Gruden in just a second, uh, Josh Jacobs, when we had a media session, he actually said that the running back room was probably the most competitive he's ever seen with all the talents there. And he was talking about Trey. He was talking about BJ. And they were on full display on Saturday night. So here's my question talking about the running back room to John Gruden, and then you'll hear his answer. Here it is. Coach, Josh Jacobs said that the running back room was really, really competitive this year. What do you think from uh, Trey Regis and uh, Emmons back there? How about that? You know, uh, Regis didn't know how to get in a three-point stance when he got here. And uh, no one's come further in a shorter period of time than him. He, he made some really good runs. He caught the ball. He picked up a blitz. Uh, Jalen Richard goes down. Another man gets an opportunity. And Tim Burbank, our running back coach, been with me a long time. He's done a hell of a job. And this Emmons kid, he went to Alabama. Jacobs is like his agent because Josh knew him in Tuscaloosa. And he says, you better get a good look at this guy. And uh, boy, did we get a look at him tonight. He's interesting. He's big, he's fast, he's elusive, and he's, he's got no, no mileage on him. He's an unknown. He's, 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 he's off to a good start also, and next week is another week. So both of those guys, man, stood out to me. Uh, you heard John Gruden right there. You know, how about that? He, he was pretty pleased with what he saw from those two running backs. And I really bring those guys up and really talk about them because Jalen Richard, Again, he's a guy that I've talked about multiple times. I feel like he's kind of on the outside looking in. He's going to be a guy that's going to have to fight and compete for his roster spot, and he's currently out. He's got a foot injury. Earlier, he had COVID. He's also made it very clear how he feels about the vaccination, and all that is fine. All that is good, but he makes a lot of money, and these guys don't. And bottom line, if they can do the same job that he's doing at a cheaper rate, uh, the Raiders are going to go with that. I mean, that's just how it is. That's bottom line. That's business in the NFL. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. That's just what it is. And right now, so far during training camp, he's been unavailable. And again, I know that vaccination thing, nobody likes to talk about it, but it's a big deal. It really is. And so if that ends up being the deciding factor, well, these guys could pretty much do the same job as Richard. And, oh, by the way, they're vaccinated and he's not. And I don't know if they are or not. But, uh, you know, just just saying if they are, then that could end up being a deciding factor. So Jalen Richard's got to get back to camp. He's got to get out there and put some work in. Or he may be on the outside where he's looking for another job. I'm just throwing that out there because, again, after game one, preseason game number one, Regis and Emmons both looked really good. And the final guy that I want to talk about here is Nate Hobbs. And I saved him for last because I've been talking about Nate Hobbs since he got drafted. I just had a good feeling about him. We kind of did that little series on get to know the the draft pick and uh, just everything I did, all the research I did trying to get to know Nate Hobbs. I was really liking what I was hearing about him and what I was seeing from him. Just think that this dude could be a real deal player, a guy that's got a chip on his shoulder, a guy that comes to play. He picked up a sack. Uh, he caused a fumble on Geno Smith, but then they called it and said it wasn't a fumble. And I think that was the right call. But man, he, I mean, I mean, he was he was getting after it. You know, he brought a lot of energy. He got the start 
in the slot. This comes from a guy who was on the outside when he was at Illinois. He played for uh, Lovey Smith, so he's got those NFL kind of traits. And he's got a guy. He's a guy that's got something in his neck, man. I like to say it all the time. He's got something in his neck. He's got a little edge to him. You know, even when he came into the media session, it's just kind of you know not in a disrespectful way. He just was kind of letting it be known what was going on, you know, and who he was and where he came from. And so I really did respect that. So I got a couple sound bites on Nate Hobbs. The first one is head coach John Gruden on what he thought Nate Hobbs did in that first preseason game. He's a little bit like Zay Jones. There's just certain, um, you know, there's certain guys that bring juice. They bring, um, they bring something to the game that others just, you can't explain it. He's one of these guys. He's, he's into it all the time. Walkthroughs, uh, meetings. He says at nickel corner, he might be an opening day starter for us. We gave him a start tonight. It's never too big for him. Um, play good on special teams. He was wired, wire to wire. He was in there at the end of the game. So uh, we have a lot to you know look at before we make any conclusions, but we do like our fifth round pick. So there's some glowing reviews right there from head coach John Gruden talking about, you know, he might be the day one starter. And I, I'll tell you right now, with Nevin Lawson being suspended, I would not doubt that he's a day one starter. I really truly believe that he's going to be the day one starter. I had a lot of people hit me up on Twitter uh, when he started making plays on Saturday night talking about Hobbs. That's all I had to say. Hobbs, there's your guy, Hobbs. I just have a good feeling about him. And look, just because I got a good feeling about him doesn't mean he's going to be a good player. I just, certain times I feel good about certain players and other times I don't feel good about them. Don't think that these guys could be players, you know, just kind of like Gary on Conley. But I, uh, I have a good feeling about Nate Hobbs. And so he was part of the media session on Saturday night. So here's my question to Nate about the growth of not only himself, but the defense since training camp opened to Saturday night. Nate, how much have you seen the defense grow from the beginning of training camp to today? And then how much have you seen yourself grow from the beginning of training camp to tonight? Uh, I definitely feel like feel like every day we out there, we grow. Like every day we out there, we we, we get tighter and tighter. Like we forming a bond out there. And I think if we could just keep doing that every day and keep bringing that same energy and keep playing as a team, um, I think the sky's winning for us. And as far as me, uh, I just try to attack every day and find something better to do. Find something I can get better at every day and just watch the vets and they've been doing a great job. So. So there's Nate Hobbs right there talking about the growth of the team, the defense, and himself. And, of course, the defense just needs to continue to grow. It really does. I saw encouraging signs. I put out a tweet that said that, hey, you know, the defense looks like it's a lot faster. looks like they're knowledgeable. They know where they're supposed to be. They're comfortable in their role. And I think a lot of people understood what I was trying to say. Now, of course, some people are like, yeah, okay, pal, but it's only week one of the preseason, and they're not scheming against. I get that. I get that. I'm not trying to overreact. I'm not doing any of that. I just said from being there observing it looks like the defense had a, a better want to and a better knowledge of what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, and I mean everyone, not just the folks that I talked about today, but I'm talking about everyone looked like they really understood their role. Cleve Farrell thought he played really well, you know, even though he was in with the second team. Damon Arnett, I thought he played really well, you know, but those guys in particular that I pointed out, Leatherwood, Regis, Emmons, and Hobbs, those are the guys that really, really stood out to me. But uh, all in all, man, I thought there was a lot to like, especially from the Raiders defense. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693. That is the number. Before we get into it, though, I want to tell you about a couple great sponsors. And the first one is Built Bar. Been telling you about Built Bar for quite a while. They have a ton of flavors to choose from. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. You can get 
one of those flavors, or you can get all of those flavors. You can get a mixed box that'll give you two of each of the flavors, or you can just say, hey, you know what? Coconut's my favorite, or cherry's my favorite, or peanut butter brownie. No matter what flavor it is that you prefer, or like I said, if you prefer them all, uh, you can get them right now. BuiltBar.com. Of course, they're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They taste like a candy bar, but they're a protein bar, so they're really good for you. So check it out right now. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. It's going to save you 15% off your order when you check out. That's BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. I also want to tell you about rockauto.com. I've been telling you about them for quite a while, right? Yeah, no doubt. Biggest thing about them is they're going to help save you money. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I could tell you about how easy it is to find your parts online. I could tell you about the fact that they're delivered right to your door. You don't have to leave your house. That, uh, you know, you can get anything you need for any kind of car, uh, no matter what it is. I could do all that. But I'd rather just tell you that you're going to save a ton of money. And that's the bottom line. You're going to save a ton of money on these parts, and that's what everyone cares about the most. You don't have to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts that you can get from a chain store or a car dealership. You can get them at rockauto.com for the low, low price. You know, just that's what it's all about is finding a way to save money, especially these days. So the place to do it, the way to do it, rockauto.com. While you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? All I want you to do is just say, your boy Q. Locked On Raiders Podcast. That lets them know that I'm doing my job and that, uh, yeah, that they'll be happy with that. So uh, check them out, rockauto.com. Again, all the parts you'll ever need for any kind of car that you could possibly have, they got it there. Very simple website, rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your time to shine. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's go ahead and start things off with a text from New York Nasty. Q, it's your boy New York Nasty. There's a lot to be excited about right now, Raider Nation. I don't care. It's a preseason. This team so far is hungry. Furl has that chip on his shoulder. He's going to prove something. And a guy I've liked that came to play is Keyshawn Nixon. I hope he can find a way to make the squad. Overall, the tackling was wonderful compared to what it's been. It wasn't mistake-free football, but we're hungry, and that can't go unnoticed. That evil Gruden grin is going to surface a lot this season. Give me Beth Mowens and Rich Gannon forever. I know a lot of Raider Nation people calling into the podcast don't want to be excited about anything until we know what we are. Well, for me, I got one thing to say. Watching our incredible fan base in that stadium, damn it, feels good to be part of this nation. Just wish all the games were on Saturday night so I could actually stay up for them on the East Coast. Stay safe, one love, RIP Al Davis, and of course, just win, baby. That's from New York, nasty. And I do think there's a lot to like. And I've been talking about it for a while now that there's a nice, healthy buzz around the team that, you know, I don't feel like is just a name same normal well it's a new year new coaches this that the other same old buzz that every fan base has. I don't feel that I feel like there is something to like about this team that could be potentially really big of course now they got to go out there and execute it doesn't matter what I think about buzz it doesn't matter about one preseason game it matters about what they do for the long haul not the first eight games not the first nine games but the whole 17 game season so they've got a lot to prove but it does feel like this team is trending at least in the right direction thank you so much for that text I appreciate you Next up is a call uh, from an own, unknown caller. Didn't say what his name was, but it was a short call asking about the backup quarterback position and what Saturday night might have helped confirm to him or to John Gruden. Here he is, unknown caller. Q, good afternoon. Reflecting on last night's ball game, the more I watch Peterman, the more and staying in that exhibition game, the more I was wondering if Gruden wanted to confirm that Peterman can be a solid number two quarterback, and then the Raiders can be open 
for a call which will come when some QB along the league gets hurt and the price is right to trade Mariota. Just a reflection on the game, Q. Keep up the good work. And go Raider Nation. There it is, a call right there from, well, unknown caller. But uh, as far as Nate Peterman goes, I, I don't think I don't think Nate Peterman is the guy that's going to be the number two quarterback. I know he played the majority of the game all but one snap for the Raiders on Saturday, but he's got a long way to go, in my opinion. Um, Marcus Mariota is going to be the guy. I think John Gruden's excited about Marcus Mariota. He was out there kind of warming up and, and stuff on Saturday night, so he showed that he could have gone, but uh, they were just kind of being cautious with him. I do expect to see him get some burn on Saturday night against the Rams for preseason in game number two but we'll see I just I don't think that uh, I don't think that Peterman is ready for that role just yet uh, I think he's got some good mobility I think he's got a decent understanding of the, of the offense but he's not ready to be the number two guy I think that's still Marcus Mariota thank you so much for that call my man I appreciate you next up is a text from Joe in SoCal Q it's only the preseason but you might be on to something with Hobbs he looks different he's going to be that starting slot corner easy Raider Nation for life. That's Joe from SoCal. And I'm not saying that Hobbs is going to be a starting slot corner easy, but I am saying with the suspension of Nevin Lawson, I can easily see Nate Hobbs slide into that position. And he looks very comfortable. And he even mentioned on Saturday night that he enjoys playing that. Even though he was an outside corner, he likes playing the slot position. He's learning it and learning how valuable he could be and just different nuances of it. The fact that he could be a corner slash linebacker in that role. And uh, he was actually embracing that. So uh, I, there's a lot to like about Nate Hobbs, in my opinion. So uh, we'll see what happens throughout the course of the rest of the preseason. But yeah, I would not be shocked to see him uh, Monday Night Football against the Ravens as a starter slot corner for uh, for the Raiders. Next up, I got a quick call from Raider Nick. He's calling in to talk about his thoughts after Saturday night's game. Yo, Q. This is Raider Nick calling in from the 808. And the Raider game just finished. Was psyched to see the Raiders play after watching all these other teams play last week, Thursday, Friday, earlier today. But man, that starting defensive line was killing it up there. Feeling Pharrell. Looking good. Tanner Muse looking good. Your boy Javin White looking good. Got me so pumped up for the season. Can't wait to see once they do once you on it. And Max Crosby get out there and start wrecking havoc on the QB. Just see what Gerald McCoy got for the boys too. <laughs> Let's go. Raider Nation. There he goes, Raider Nick. And, yeah, there were some positives for sure. Uh, again, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I just want to say that I think the team has something to build on. Uh, they don't practice today, and then they'll practice tomorrow here in Vegas and then they'll, or Henderson, and then they'll go to uh, L.A. to have joint practices and scrimmage with the Rams, and that's going to tell you a lot. And then they'll have that preseason game number two on Saturday. So uh, it's, it's a positive step. Preseason game number one, definitely a positive step. So thank you for that call. Appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Raider Andrew in the 812. He says, hey, Q. Raider Andrew out the 812, Spencer, Indiana, watching the recording of the first preseason game, and I was paying attention to Alex Leatherwood, and he did pretty solid for the most part. Had a few plays where he missed his man, but he was pretty solid to me. What's your take? Raider Andrew out. And Andrew, thank you so much for the text. And as far as Alex Leatherwood's concerned, it was an up-and-down performance. It wasn't great. It wasn't, you know, Pro Bowl-worthy or nothing. It wasn't like, oh, that's the second coming of the greatest right tackle ever. It wasn't none of that, but it also wasn't terrible. You know, he just he had his up-and-down moments. He said that himself, and he's going to grow from that. I like his approach. I like who he is and think as long as he keeps on working the way he is and his approach, like I mentioned, very businesslike, he's going to continue to get better. But the offensive line is just so hard to put those guys together, even in preseason 
season because they've all got to be on the same page. And right now, they're not even all the same guys out there. So it's really hard to, to get on the same page. So he'll get some burn in the preseason. But really, you'll find out who Alex Leatherwood, who Andre James, who the right guard is, if it's Denzel Good, John Simpson, or other. You know, you, you'll find out who those guys are once they start to get some actual games under their belt in the regular season. That's just bottom line what it is. So thank you so much for that text. Next up, I got a call from Cisco in the 661. He's calling to talk about the game versus Seahawks and what his biggest takeaways were. Here he is, Cisco in the 661. Yeah, what's up, Q, Raider Nation? It's uh, Cisco in the 661. Just calling to give my thoughts on uh, on my first win, preseason win. You know, I was pretty excited with what I saw. You know, I just let me start off by saying that I know we went against Geno Smith, so I'm not trying to say we're going to have a top five ranked defense or, you know, I, I do want to see how we perform in the regular season. But, you know, this was a good sign. And that's all I wanted to see. I didn't, I didn't want to see them, you know, get a shutout. I didn't expect that. I just wanted to see them improve. And I, and um, they were looking good out there. You know, our defense was pretty bad. I just want to see improvements. And it looks like they're really liking this philosophy and I don't know if it was just them by playing at home, but, you know, in the first half, they were playing with some spunk. Like, that defense was there, playing with a little edge. And, you know, that's stuff we didn't see last season. And I hope it carries on to the to the starters and it really just pushes the team. And I just like how they competed out there. And they look good. Mostly I just wanted to see them play smart defense, keep the flags to a minimum. Besides um, that roughing the passer call, which was, totally bogus by NASA. Um, I felt like uh, it was pretty pretty good. Arnett covered very well in that play, but he just needs to finish that tackle. Other than that, I, defensively, I thought we were pretty good. Phylon was great. Solomon Thomas was great. So, again, I know it's preseason, but I'm excited to see how they go. Prove it against Lamar Jackson and then boys other than just Geno Smith. But I'm liking the signs. Offensive line played great. And they looked really good. So um pretty excited and uh just wanted to just wanted to uh give myself a little props here. Been saving up some money and I finally finally bought my Raiders Ravens tickets. As Rare Nation knows they're kinda expensive. But um, you know, I stayed committed to excellence and I made it happen. So I'm excited to see Raider Nation out there. Maybe we could have some drinks on the strip, you know, celebrate that Raiders dub. When it when it comes on that Monday night, so yeah, excited man, and uh, just win, baby. There he goes. That's Cisco in the six six one. Thank you for that call, my man. And yeah, good stuff, like you mentioned. But it's early. Uh, the defense in general played well. NASA, that penalty was bogus, like you mentioned. Arnett, he played well, but. He does need to complete the tackle. He needs to continue to work. But I thought Arnett played well. I thought he covered well. And even on that play that you're talking about, man, I mean, he was right there like a step away from an interception. So I, I felt pretty positive about Arnett coming out of that game. Uh, and congratulations on getting tickets to the season opener. We'll see you Monday Night Football, September 13th, versus the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you so much for that call. And I got time for one more text. From uh, Raider Black, what's going on, Q? Just watch the game. These are my takeaways. Richard will be cut. The running back room is deep and talented. If a team wants to come and get Mariota, fine. The Peter man is much improved and looks the part of a backup. 
Zay Jones, Zay Jones, Zay Jones. The defensive line push is impressive. The talk of Solomon Thomas' demise is premature. Still struggling with decent play calling in the red zone. And to the person last week who said the Raiders scouting is horrible, someone scouted Trey Regis and BJ Emmons. I know it's the preseason, but from 1 to 90 in the staff, everyone looks focused. Great to watch the fellas playing on the field in front of fans. Cannot wait. That's from Raider Black. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think that Richard has uh, got a lot of work to do, or he could get cut because, again, like you mentioned, Regis, Emmons, really good job, man. They were out there, and they were doing their thing. So it was only one game, but it was something to like. Uh, Zay Jones, uh, yeah, man, you know, the thing about Zay Jones is he looks very talented. I just don't know how he gets the burn and gets onto the field. There's just so much talent as, as far as I'm concerned in that wide receiver room. Who's, whose place is he going to take? That's the biggest question. Um, the red zone, yeah, there's still questions about that. You heard John Gruden earlier in the show doesn't want to talk about that and is kind of getting irritated and tired of talking about that, but it's still a real deal thing. And I think that, you know, 1 through 90, like you mentioned, there's a lot of guys on the team that they're going to have to make tough decisions on. Someone's got to get cut. Someone's got to get moved on from. 53 men is what they got to get down to at some point. There's going to be some talent that the Raiders are going to let go. And I will say this. I don't think that Peterman's ready to be the backup yet. I think Marcus Mariota uh, needs to hold down that position at least one more year. And then maybe maybe you'll see a step forward from Peterman. But uh, there's still he makes bad decisions still. He, he really does. He threw that one interception. I realize his hand got hit. But... He, uh, he had a check down that he could have just dropped off much earlier, and instead he tried to uh, force it in there, force the issue, and, well, it turned into an interception. I, I'm still more comfortable with Marcus Mariota than I am with Nate Peterman. But besides that, good stuff, man. Good stuff on your text. I definitely appreciate you. And that's all I got for today's show. I mentioned earlier on the show that there's no practice today, so I won't be out there at the practice facility in Henderson. Uh, but we'll still have plenty to bring to the table on tomorrow's show. Uh, plenty of calls and texts throughout that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line. Of course, there'll be plenty of news and notes as there always is. And then uh, we'll have plenty to talk about as well uh, here on the show. So uh, make sure you tune in for that. I definitely appreciate you. Appreciate everyone who tunes in to Raider Nation Radio 920 as well. Supports Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, man, we'll be back and we'll be doing it real big. Definitely appreciate everyone. So until then, take care of yourself. Make sure you uh, love on your family and most important as always, just win, baby.